Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. How to tell your wife about your affair, spying, pornography, lying, or other past mistakes. So I work with a lot of guys who um, have made mistakes in their marriage. Maybe that's infidelity. Maybe that's, uh, you know, spying on their wife. That's pornography. That's just like doing something that you didn't tell her about. Uh, and then like it weighs on your conscience, right? And you want to tell her, but there, there's a way to go about it that's more useful than others. We're also going to talk about, you know, when to tell about your past versus not tell about your past. So my name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So some weekly wins from guys in our love intimacy and legacy program. So guys are doing so much better at managing their temper. So whether that's with their wife saying something that would typically set them off or their kids doing something that would typically set them off, they're able to take some breaths and just stay calm and work through it. It's super cool to see. Um, so one of the guys this week got COVID, um, which obviously is not fun. You know, he hit him pretty hard, but what was cool is he was able to actually turn that into a chance to connect with his son. Who's also a little bit sick. And instead of making that, Oh, like this miserable, you know, turning it into a time to connect with his son, which is super cool. Um, guys are starting new family traditions, doing family time together, doing date nights together, turning that into a habit. It's been super cool. Sees, uh, spending quality time with the kids, you know, for my wife and for most wives, you know, seeing a dad who's really involved or really cares about their kids is really attractive to her. Plus like you're just creating that better relationship anyway. So it's kind of a two for one, right? Better relationship with your kids and more attractive to your wife. So feeling at peace with any outcome, and this is such a big key guys. Look, you know, if you're at the spot where you're separated or you're about to divorce, um, it's counterintuitive, but when you can get to the spot where you're, you say, Hey, look, I want this marriage to work, but if it doesn't like, I'll be okay, you know, and we're still going to have a relationship anyway. If we have kids, I want that to be as good as possible. You know, that place of peace is so powerful because now you're not trying to manipulate your wife in the state and you're not trying to, you know, you're not getting all stressed out, wondering what to do. You just feel good. And you're just trying to behave in a way that you can be proud of. That's going to be a good relationship, no matter how things turn out. It feels much better. It feels much stronger. And it's the most likely thing to have your wife decide to stay. Again, that's counterintuitive. You'd think it'd be like, oh no, come back, come back. But that just drives her away versus being in the spot where you're like, hey, if you decide to leave, of course, I'll be sad, but I'll be okay. And I want to have a good relationship with you anyway. That gives her the freedom to actually choose to be with you or not. And that strength is more attractive and makes her more likely to choose you. Okay. So recovering from infidelity, right? You can get through it. It just takes rebuilding those three pillars, trust, communication, intimacy, and you totally can do it and build a great relationship after that. Okay. Handling criticism with understanding. This is tough, right? When you feel like your wife's really getting down on you or, you know, talking to you negatively, being able to respond with understanding, with a piece of heart right? Being able to set appropriate boundaries as well. You know, guys are doing that. It's super cool to see. Uh, for me this week, my wife and I, we do a, uh, a Thanksgiving, uh, like a community Thanksgiving. It was my wife's idea. So a bunch of people come to our house. We're gonna have like 300 people driving through and getting meals. Um, so we've been working together and I've been, you know, trying to 
really focus on her more each day and just, you know, let her know she's the most important person to me. So like, this is a big deal. It's weighing on her mind a lot. So I've been very proactive in helping her and it's cool, like to help her and also to know that what we're doing is going to help others. Um, you know, serving together is a great way to build connection. So some weekly wins for this week. All right. So now talking about how do you bring up these past mistakes, whether that's infidelity, whether that's spying, whether that's pornography, whether that's, you know, whatever you did something that was not right. Okay. So one question is, well, what do I really need to tell her? Okay. Does she need to know everything? So some good guiding questions for you there is like, would you want to know the same about her? Okay. Like if she was cheating on you, would you want to know? Probably. Right. Um, if she was, you know, looking at pornography, would you want to know? Probably. Okay. Especially if, you know, if you're doing that in hiding, it's hurtful to her, right? So would you want to know if she was doing something hurtful to you? You probably would, right? Because it breaks down trust, right? So the thing to remember here is the level of honesty you have with her is what you can expect from her. Okay. So if you're hiding really big, important things that you know would maybe make her not want to be married to you even more, even if you're hiding that, then what you can expect is for her to hide something similar. So like if you're willing to hide an affair, you can expect her to be willing to hide an affair. Okay. If you're willing to hide pornography, you can expect her to be willing to hide pornography or something equivalent. Okay. If you're hiding spying on her, you can expect her to hide spying on you. You see what I mean? And so what happens is you're just establishing, you're, you're breaking the foundation of a good marriage. Okay. A good marriage, it needs trust. That's the, the first foundation. So if you're playing this game, you're like, oh, I don't want to tell her, then trust is falling apart. And so communication falls apart and sexual intimacy typically falls apart as well. Okay. Another good kind of way to figure this out is if it's really weighing on your conscience, right? You're just like, man, you know, she should probably know. I don't really like that I'm hiding this, you know, it's probably good to tell her about it, you know, to get it off your chest, right? To let her know this is happening. Okay. Another good rule of thumb is like, if it's happened while you've been married, it's probably right to, you know, let her know about it. Um, so like if you were like looking at pornography when you were a teenager, right, you hadn't even met your wife yet and you kind of cleared that up, you probably don't really need to tell her about that. Um, it's probably not super important. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, you know, again, if it's on your conscience, then maybe so, but like telling her that, you know, when you were 10 years old, you stole something from the store. You know, you probably don't really need to tell her that in the spirit of kind of intimacy and connection. Maybe you do, but it's not like, you know, something that you have to tell her about. Right. Again, these other questions will help you more. Like, would you want to know the same about her? Right. If it's weighing on your conscience and then if it's happened while you've been married, you know, those are good ways to tell, okay, like, yeah, maybe it's important to tell her about, or if you feel like it's like on your mind all the time, like, or you're kind of like worried about being caught by your wife about it. That's another really good way to know, okay, like probably I should just tell her. So I'm not like always trying to like worried about getting caught. Okay. Cause look, <clears throat> what a lot of guys will try right now is they'll try to hide their past mistakes. Okay. Infidelity is a big one. Typically guys are hiding that for a long time. Um, pornography, right. Guys will hide that. Um, spying on their wife, guys will hide that or just other, you know, things that they've done that they know are not right. Maybe that's financially, you know, making some big mistakes and then not telling their wife about it. Okay. So another thing guys will do, particularly with infidelity is they'll, they'll kind of like let it out a little bit at a time. 
case of they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, I was texting that girl, but, you know, we never really did anything beyond that. And then later your wife finds out, oh, you sent some like pictures to each other. And they're like, oh, yeah, we did send some pictures to each other, uh, but we never met. Okay. And then later on, you know, your wife finds something else out and they're like, oh, actually, we did meet, but we didn't have sex. And then later on, you're like, oh, actually, we did have sex, but only once. And then you're like, oh, actually, we did have sex twice. And then you're like, oh, actually, we had sex every day for a month. Oh, actually, it was a year. And it'll come out like this just slowly over time. It's so awful, but it's a lot of times how guys will do it because they're quote unquote trying to protect their wife, but really it's protecting yourself. You don't, you don't want to hurt your wife. Okay. By telling her all the facts, right? Cause you know, she's going to be upset, but also it's not just that you're worried about her getting upset. If you're honest with yourself, right? If you're honest with yourself, you're worried about her getting upset and what that will mean for you, right? That you don't want to have sex with you, that you'll want to divorce you, right? You're more worried about yourself there than about her. So just be honest about that. If you're like hiding things and letting it out like one little piece at a time, same thing as with pornography. Oh yeah. I look once in a while. Oh, actually it's, you know, every, once a week. Oh, actually it's every day. Oh, actually it's 10 times a day. Right. A lot of times it'll come out like that. It just is not a good way to do it. <laughs> okay. Another thing guys will do is they'll think, Hey, like what she doesn't know won't hurt her. If I tell her it's going to make things worse. Right. So actually I'm protecting her. But again, if you're honest with yourself, you know, that's not true right? You know, this is not a protection, like keeping her safe would be not doing this stuff. Okay. So when you do it, it is hurtful to her, even if she doesn't know, because it's destroying trust. You're not being a trustworthy person. You're not being a good choice for her. Okay. When you're doing these things. So you're kind of like hiding that you're not a good choice. That's very selfish, right? And it's not good for her. Okay. So a lot of times guys do, they'll spy on their wife, right? They'll look at her phone. They'll look at her, you know, whatever. And then they'll find something that they want to tell their wife about, but then they can't, right? Because they have got the information like illegally. It's kind of like, um, you you watch these crime shows or whatever. And, you know, if the, if the information was obtained in an illegal way, they can't use it in court. So that's kind of like what's happened here. You know, you've, obtained it illegally. So now like, how do I tell her? Because if I tell her now I have to tell her that I was spying on her. And so now you're just kind of caught and you can't really tell her what you know, because then you're going to have to expose that you were on, you were also being secretive and you're just in a bad spot. Okay. So again, hiding past mistakes, it usually doesn't work because usually she finds out and it's way worse when she finds out versus you just telling her about it. Okay. Because again, it has to do with trust. If she has to find out about this stuff, you know, trust is blown. You know, she versus if you come to her and tell her, okay, trust is also blown, but it's a lot better than if she just finds out about it on her own. Okay. Again, letting letting facts out a little at a time, it's like death by a thousand cuts, right? And look, every time that you say, oh, that's it, but then you're like, oh, but actually there's more you know, that is again, re-breaking trust. So it's just getting broken over and over and over again versus just letting her know. Okay. And then letting her recover, you know, this time you like break her finger and then it starts to recover and then you break it again. Okay. And then it starts to recover and then you break it again. When you like let things out a little at a time versus like one break. Okay. Yeah. That was a bad break, but now it can get reset and heal, you know, versus, okay. Yeah, we broke it and now we're going to break it again a month later when she finds out something else. Okay. So don't do that. Okay. So again, if you think what she doesn't know won't hurt her. Okay. You know, if I tell her it'll make things worse, 
if you, if you're lying, it does hurt her. Okay. You're being selfish with it. Okay. It also weighs on you. It weighs on her. You guys can't communicate well. You're hiding stuff all the time. It's hurtful to everybody. Okay. Plus you're a bad example to the kids when you do that. So look, just don't do it. All right. And spying on her. The problem is now you're, you're stuck. You don't know what to do with that information because you can't tell her about it, but you're thinking about it all the time. It's just a bad place to be. Okay. So what do you do instead? Instead, you got to remember that trust is the foundation of a good marriage. Okay. So your wife needs to trust you that she can, that you'll take care of her body, you know, she'll take care of physically, but also her heart, you know, body, mind, heart, and spirit. You're going to take care of her, right? You're going to keep her safe. Okay. You're certainly not going to be one that, at least not the one to hurt her in those areas. Okay. So Johnny 32 says the, the truth will set you free. Okay. Now it doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt when you tell her the truth because it will, right? But eventually it will set you free. And this is what I see with guys, right? They, they hide stuff, they hide stuff. But eventually when they, when they tell the truth, it does, it is very freeing, right? You have to deal with the consequences, but you feel a lot more free because you're not hiding it. It's not weighing on your conscience anymore. Okay. You've, yeah, you've sown bad seeds. Now you're reaping the bad seeds instead of like sowing the bad seeds and then sowing more bad seeds by lying. And then eventually your harvest is going to be like a hundred times worse, right? Versus, okay, I've sowed bad seeds. Now I just need to reap that harvest so I can start putting down good seeds, right? Telling the truth is putting down a good seed. Okay. So again, lie, lie, lie. You have to reap the consequences of those lies. Okay. But by starting to tell the truth, okay, you're putting down new seeds for a new harvest. And that new harvest is trust and communication and intimacy. Okay. Versus lie, 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 lie. The eventual harvest of that is just a broken trust and low intimacy and just not a good relationship, not a good relationship with yourself because you're lying, not a good relationship with God because you're lying, not a good relationship with your kids or your wife because you're lying, right? They don't know you. There's no real intimacy there because you're hiding who you are. Okay. The other thing guys, look, if you're lying, you're following Satan. That's the bottom line. Okay. So John eight forty four talks about Satan being the father of all lies. Okay, so if you are hiding the truth from your wife, like you are following Satan, and so you're not going to be spiritually strong. You can't be. Okay, here's what you also have to understand. Honestly, it is going to make things worse for a little bit of time. Okay, maybe a while. But again, you know, you've sowed bad seeds. You got to reap the harvest. The sooner you reap that harvest, the, the, the less severe it's going to be. Right? Versus letting that heart that those bad seeds grow and grow and grow until now you've got, you know, the 50 acres of bad seeds versus three acres, right? Okay. So honestly, look, it does make things worse, but it's necessary for healing. Another way to think about this, it's like clearing out a wound. Okay. So like you've hurt her by these lies. When you tell the truth, it's like, you know, opening up that wound again, right? But also clearing it out, cleaning it out has to happen for real healing. And again, just remembering guys, you can't expect her to be honest with you if you are not honest with her. Okay. So now, you know, now you understand, okay, like find my, you know, I know it's probably the right thing to do to tell her the truth, but man, how do I do it? Like, this is going to be really hard. So here's some tips about this. So in medical school, we learned about this idea of giving a warning shot. So we did these practice lectures where, um, you, uh, 
like you had to tell someone that they had cancer or they had HIV or something like that. And so we do these practice exams. So I went to school at UCLA and, um, the nice thing about that is in these like simulations we had, we had really good actors because there's lots of good actors around. So, you know, they had very extreme or like realistic emotional responses to this bad news. Um, so anyway, it was, it was a, a good experience, but this is what they taught us, right? To give a warning shot first. So like, if you're telling someone you had cancer, right, you, you kind of like start off with, okay, Hey, like you, you're going to want to sit down for this or, Hey, listen, your test results came back or, Hey, unfortunately I have some bad news for you, right? Something that kind of lets them sort of brace themselves for that bad news. Okay. So that's really important. Give them that warning shot, let her know. So, you know, if you're telling her about an affair, you know, Hey, I need you to sit down. There's something I've been needing to tell you for a long time. It's going to be tough to hear. Um, so, you know, just, uh, just be ready, right? Or if it's about pornography, hey, listen, kind of the same thing, right? I've been doing something for a long time that is not right. And I want to tell you about that uh, today, okay, or tonight, and let's talk about it. So again, that gives them the warning shot, like, oh, okay, like, what is it? Let me prepare myself mentally and emotionally to hear this bad news, okay? So next, you just deliver the news, right? Very directly. You're not hiding anything. You put it all out there, right? Not one piece at a time, okay? So it's not... Like, oh yeah, I texted this girl back and forth. If you actually have been having an affair for the past three years, right? Instead it's, Hey, I've been having an affair with this lady for the past three years. Uh, you know, her, uh, she's your best friend, <laughs> you know, what, whatever the truth is, you just put it all out there. Okay. You don't hide anything, lay it all out, right? Not one piece of time. Everything goes out there. It's like with the cancer things, it's like you have cancer, right? You have HIV. Right. So in the marriage case, I've been looking at porn for the past 10 years. I had an affair. Okay. I've been spying on you. Here's what I found. Okay. So warning shot, very direct news. Okay. The next thing you do is you just wait for a little bit. Okay. So in the moment, you just wait. You let her have her emotional response. It's going to be probably pretty extreme. Right. So, you know, if you say, Hey, I've had an affair, expect her to cry, expect her to be mad, expect her to, you know, do all kinds of strange things in the moment, right? Because that's really hard news to hear. So then let her ask you questions, right? Answer any questions she has, be comp completely transparent about this. So the next thing you have to understand is the grieving process, right? So you told her, right? It's off your chest. Now you kind of feel better, right? Because you have um, let her know the truth, right? The truth has kind of set you free in a way, but it's also put her into now a trauma process and a grieving process. Okay. So the grieving process, it, it's composed of a few different stages. Okay. So one is denial. So at first she's going to be like, I can't believe this. can't believe that you did this. You know, how could, how could you do this to me? Right. All of that, that's denial. Then anger, you know, how dare you? How could you do this to me? How could you do this to the kids? You know, how could you be this in front of God? Right. She's mad. Right. Then there's bargaining. So she's going to be like, oh, you know, maybe this is my fault. Maybe I should have listened to you more, all of that, which to that, you definitely need to respond. Um, no, like I made this choice. It's not, you know, your fault. You didn't force me to do this. Okay. Then depression. She's going to be sad. Oh, I can't believe this. My life's over. How could God let this happen to me? Right. I've been trying to do what's right. How could, how could 
how could you do this? How could God do this? Right. Kind of anger, also depression. Maybe my life's not worth living anymore. If it gets to that point, make sure she's getting some help, you know, some professional help. And then eventually to acceptance, like, which is more of a new normal. So some people want to like live in denial. Well, let's just pretend it didn't happen and move forward. Right. That doesn't really work. You need to kind of move through all these phases. Okay. Yeah. I'm mad. Yeah. I wish I would have done something better, man. I'm depressed about that. Then eventually it's acceptance. Like, Hey, that happened. And that's part of our history. And we never want to go there again, but also like we learned from it and we learned how to create real intimacy. And I'm actually proud of my husband that he was able to tell me the truth here. Yeah. It was hard to hear. I didn't like it at the time, but you know, I can respect that he actually told me and that we could really work on our issues because of that. Right. So that's what acceptance looks like. Okay. It's not saying like, oh yeah, it's great. He did that. It's like, man, it was awful. He did that. But you know, we were able to take something from that and get through it. Okay. Just understand that process and that it's not linear, right? So she might be at acceptance one day and then the next day she's angry again, or the next day she's in denial again, or the next day she's depressed again, right? It's going to go through all those phases at different times. And you just need to understand, shoot, man, this is the harvest, right? I planted some really bad seeds here. Now I'm reaping that harvest. Eventually that harvest will be done, right? Eventually you'll get through it. Eventually you'll get to acceptance, but it's going to take some time, right? Especially let's say you've had an affair for 10 years, right? Just expect it. Look, if it was 10 years of negative behavior, maybe it's going to take 10 years of positive behavior to really recover. Usually it doesn't, but it's just good mentally to kind of think of it that way. Dang, 10 years of bad. Now I've got to sow 10 years of good to get a similar harvest. Okay. Again, it probably won't take that long, but just keeping that in your mind will help you really think clearly instead of getting impatient, like, okay, let's hurry this up and get through this. Like, hey, no, I put 10 bad years down. I need to put 10 good years in. Good. Right. The other thing you need to understand is how trust is built. Okay. So you just exposed that you had been untrustworthy, right? And you feel good and you're like, okay, yeah, now I'm going to tell the truth. But she can't trust that, right? You broke her trust. Like I like to talk about the brick house of trust, right? Where you each brick is a promise that you make and keep. Okay. So if you had an affair or you're looking at pornography for a long time, or you've done something else really big, you know, that basically knocks down that brick house of trust. Okay. So you can't ask her to trust you. You knock that down. The way that you're going to earn it back is by making and keeping promises over time. So when you say you're going to take the trash out, you take it out. When you say you're going to pick the kids up, you pick them up. When you say you're going to be somewhere at three or they're at three, two fifty-five, right? So that's how you'll rebuild trust. It's not by asking her to trust you. Okay. You can ask her to forgive you and she can choose to do that. You can ask her to have faith that things can get better. She can choose to do that, but she can't choose to trust you. Okay. She can choose to have faith that maybe this time you will tell the truth. She can choose to believe that, but trust has to be earned, right? You have to earn her trust by being honest over time. Another thing that will speed that up is to let your promises be verified as much as you can. So you're like, hey, I'm not going to look at pornography. By the way, here's all my login information. And here's like a, a software you can use to check on my stuff, right? Same thing with an affair. Okay, she's going to want to be able to verify the communication that you're having. And she might be like, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to trust you to be like, that's fine. You don't have to look at it. But I want to make sure you can if you want. Because look, I broke your trust. The only way you're going to trust me again is if you can verify that I'm telling you the truth, right? I I lost the chance for me to say something and for you to just believe that it's true. Okay, I lost that chance. Okay, you can't trust me that way right now. 
So when you really understand that and communicate that to her and understand, Hey, look, yeah, you know, the more she can see that I'm telling the truth, the better, you know, that's great. Be transparent. Okay. All right. So kind of to summarize, right. If you are sitting on a big secret, right. That's kind of weighing on your conscience that you kind of know you should tell your wife about. Don't wait. Okay. Just do it. Give her that warning shot, right. Tell, tell her some bad news is coming and then give her the whole thing, right. Lay it all out there. Don't hold anything back. Then let her have her reaction in the moment. Then understand there's going to be that grieving process, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Okay. Work through it. Understand you've got to, you know, you've put down a bad, bad seeds for a long time, right? You know, say it's like 10 years of bad seeds. You're going to reap a harvest of that right now. But when you start telling the truth, that's putting down good seeds, right? Just in your mind, think, okay, it was 10 years bad, 10 years of good. Probably won't take that long, but just use that as your time frame because that'll help you be patient. Okay. Right. So trust, you know, it's necessary for a great marriage. You can't have a great marriage without it. All right. If you're the one, if you're lying all the time to her, she's lying all the time. Just expect her to lie all the time to you also. And just know your communication is not going to be that good. You're not going to have very good mental, emotional connection because you can't trust each other. Your sexual connection will probably drop off as well. All right. So again, telling the truth, it is difficult at first. And it probably will make things worse for a time. Okay. But it's necessary for trust. Okay. It's like there, those lies are like a wound that's infected and just like leaving the infection there isn't the solution. You have to open it up, which hurts. You have to dig the infection out, which hurts, but that's what creates real healing. Okay. So be as truthful with her as you want, as you want her to be with you. That's a principle, right? You want her to be honest with you, be honest with her. So it requires spiritual, mental, and emotional strength to tell the truth. I think to me, it's mainly a spiritual strength. Okay. The courage to say, Hey, look, I'm tired of lying. And I want to be honest because that's who Christ wants me to be. That's, I don't want to be following the father of lies, right? I don't want to be following Satan. I want to follow Jesus and truth. Like Jesus says, he's the way, the truth and the life. So look, if I want to be like Jesus, I've got to be a man of truth, okay? spiritual strength. But then you need that spiritual, mental, emotional strength to manage your wife's response to the truth. Okay. Cause look, she's going to be going through some very extreme emotions. Okay. Again, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. So you need to be steady through that. You need to be connected to God through that. You need to have the skills to really manage your own emotions, to be able to listen to her. Okay. Communicate understanding to her, to earn trust back over time. Okay. And eventually you can get back to intimacy, but it's going to take that spiritual, mental, emotional, and sexual strength to get there. Right. You got to be trustworthy, tell her the truth. You got to be able to listen to her well, manage your emotions well enough so that you're not just, you know, being like, well, yeah, I told you the truth and now you're mad. That's not fair. And I'm not going to tell the truth again. That's very immature, very whiny, but also very common and what leads to problems. So you've got to be able to manage your emotions. You've got to be able to manage your thoughts. And we learn how to do all of that in my program, Love, Intimacy, and Legacy. So if you're sitting on a big secret that you want to tell your wife, or maybe you've told her, or maybe you're not sure how to tell her, right? Come join, right? We have guys in this situation and we help you work through this and you totally can work through it. Okay. It does require these strengths and skills, right? You got to build trust. You got to build communication. You got to build intimacy. You got to have spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and sexual strength. And we learn how to do all of that in the program. 
Okay, so if you're a high-achieving Christian guy who wants to create an intimate, loving, connected, happy marriage, okay, even after you bring up something really terrible that you've done in the past, okay, you can get there. Come join us in Love, Intimacy, and Legacy. Visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com. You'll schedule a call and then fill out an application that we will review on that call. It's also in the show notes. So again, that's strongmenstrongmarriages.com or click the link in the show notes. All right, men, stay strong. We will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.